Thank you for tuning in to the RBFTT Rangers Battlefield for the Truth podcast. This is episode 22. It is May 27th, 2022 at 11.30 a.m. here in Arizona. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at podcast underscore RBFTT. It's all lowercase. Uh, you can do that. You follow uh, various content that I upload, uh, updates on the podcast, and to directly message me for buying RBFTT merchandise. So once again, I am unable to take a long break from the madness that we call society. In this episode, I will give my opinion on the once again hot topic, gun control. Ladies and gentlemen, and it's time for humanity to stand up in the info war and say, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of this, but you want to Now, just a few days ago, we had another mass shooting, and that was after, we all, we all know that was with the, what is it, 18 kids dead and two teachers in Texas, and that was a few days after we had, we had the psychopath and I watched, unfortunately, I, you know, I watched the video where he got out of his car and just opened fired on people grocery shopping. And that was weeks after somebody else went to the subway station in New York and shot up a subway car and threw flashbangs and stuff. So, and the one at the subway car, he was a black male who would post videos on YouTube, Facebook, whatever it was, on social media, talking about how much he hates white people. Social media never took that down. There was a with the, the the white male. He went there. He had, he like hated Jews or something. Now you had this one with the children in Texas, and he was a Hispanic male, a tranny who killed his grandma. So you, we can't sit here. And say, as much as the left would love to say, that this is about white supremacy. And this is radicalization. It's not. 
this is all about how sick our society has become. And I don't hate it when people sit there and say, just like with when people say we need to defund the police, you know, and now it's we need to uh, get rid of the Second Amendment, ban all guns. I don't hate it when people say that because I understand where it's coming from. coming from an emotional place. I understand that. But what I do hate is that they don't sit there and take the time to think about what they want, how, what the effects will be after. Like, let's say they get what they want, such as defunding the police. Okay, the police are defunded. Now what? What's your plan then? How, how do you plan on stopping crime? How do you plan? Who do you call if you're in trouble? No one thinks about that. That's what I hate. Just like with ban all, uh, ban all guns, okay? All the guns are banned. How are you going to do that? What will... What would be the repercussions from that? No, no one thinks about that. I decided to do this episode today. Um, I was I was honestly just going to ignore it and push push past it and do an episode on something else a couple weeks from now. But on Instagram, I, I, listen, I'm a big Batman fan dc comics i'm following this guy on instagram and he puts out this video this morning of this clip from batman where he's fighting crime and then he knocks a gun out of this other hero's hands and he says no guns use guns you're just like them and he used that video to say that we should ban all all weapons. All guns should be banned. And I basically I uh you know I'll 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 read it right now. Because it kind of ties into what I'm talking about with Black Lives Matter. Um Sorry, let me turn the, uh, the thing off here. So I stated that, uh, so I have to give up my guns because some satanic tyranny or some satanic tranny decided to commit genocide on children. Are you saying that because I have rifles and handguns that I pose a risk to shoot children as well? So I can deploy to Afghanistan at a young age, but I, I, I can't get back home and legally obtain a gun to protect myself. The gun is not the problem. In referring to Batman, the gun didn't kill his parents. The mentally sick criminal did. And all it would have took was Thomas Wayne, the father, to be armed 
the threat would have been neutralized. And in the end, there would be no Batman. Um, I also sent him, you know, a long comment of basically the, the, the school shootings aren't the problem, grocery store shootings, subway shootings, etc. And I went into China and Mexico, which we'll get into throughout the episode. Um, he went back and forth. And I finally just asked him because he, you know, you have to stay on topic with these people because they'll get you off topic by, hey, throwing out stats. We can throw out stats all day. But at the end of the day, you have to just continually ask these people when it comes to gun control. How do you plan on getting rid of the guns? And the only way, the only answer that they will be able to give you is complete dictatorship, tyranny, forcibly entering your home. And if you do not willingly give up your guns, you're either killed or you're going to prison. So, <clears throat> I would just want to go real quick through just some different gun control methods that were placed in different countries. Um, because, you know what, maybe at the end of the day, Maybe banning guns is the right thing to do. Maybe banning rifles, banning handguns, banning shotguns, everything. The only people allowed to have guns are the police and the military. And private security, that, that's it. So let's go through a couple of examples. And let's see if, if those countries are for the better. Let's start with China. <clears throat> in the People's Republic of China, access by the general public to firearms is subject to some of the strictest control measures in the world, with the exception of individuals with hunting permits and some ethnic minorities. Uh, civilian firearm ownership is restricted to non-individual entities. Law enforcement, military, paramilitary, and security personnel are allowed to use firearms. Police are issued pistols only to stop serious or dangerous crimes. Airsoft guns are practically prohibited in China as muzzle energy limits classify them as real firearms. Okay, so no one owns a gun. No, no citizen owns a gun. A normal citizen would. If you're not police, you're not law enforcement, you're not security, you don't have a gun. So how's that working out? Well, on December 14th, 2012, at around 8 a.m., a 36-year-old villager identified as uh, Min Yongjun stabbed 24 people, including 23 children and an elderly woman, <laughs> in a knife attack at the Xinpeng uh, Village Primary School. The children targeted by the knife man are thought likely to be, be, be between 6 and 11 years of age. 
the attack occurred as the children were arriving for classes probably around 8 a.m. or maybe even 9. The incident has followed other school attacks in China since 2010 by mentally disturbed perpetrators involved in personal disputes or unhappy with rapid changes occurring in Chinese society. Security guards have been posted at schools across China with all schools to have a security guard by 2013. Huh. So China has had since 2013 security guards posted armed security guards posted at every school. Which by the way, Democrats today don't want, but that so they had to have an armed security guard, a gun, to protect the citizens. From what? An assailant who who walked into a school with a knife and stabbed 24 people, including 23 children. 23 children. So are they going to ban knives now? That wasn't a gun, but it had basically the same effect. On December 27th, 2020, seven people were killed and seven others injured in a mass stabbing attack outside a school in uh, Kaiwan in the Liaoning province. As the school was closed as the time of the incident, no students or teachers were hurt. The victims were all passerby, uh, mainly middle-aged or elderly women. So, and these are, and you can look this up, just type in mass stabbings, China, and article after article after article will pop up. But I thought that society was supposed to be safer. Because you ban guns. Oh, okay. Well, what else is happening in China that we know of? Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone, uh, there's genocides happening in China. If you're religious, like Christian or, or Islam, you're you're being sent to forced labor camps and, and killed. Uh, if you disagree with the government in China, you are disappeared. They have a social credit score over there. Uh, a a technocracy, a tyranny through the form of technology. That's what social credit score is. And now you have twenty still twenty six over twenty six million people being locked down in Shanghai. Uh, under the guise of COVID again. And they're starving to death. And this is the same country that's threatening to invade the United States in the what they call the final war. Don't you think that if China invaded it would probably be a good idea for the citizens of this country to have guns and not to just overly rely on the military. We're sending, we just sent four over four billion, way more than 40 billion now <laughs> to Ukraine supplies and weapons. 
so then Ukraine can arm their citizens so that they can help defeat Russia, who's invading their country. So we can give Ukraine weapons of war, as they call it, weapons of war, assault rifles, as they call it, which is a stupid name because uh, assault weapon, anything can be a weapon and you can assault anybody. I can assault you with this book. I could throw a book at your head. That's assault. So is that an assault book? I can stab you with a knife. That's assault. Is an, is, are we calling it an assault knife? So we give billions of dollars to Ukraine and, and weapons so then their citizens can protect themselves against tyranny, but we can't have weapons of our own. It comes down to the fact that the only reason why our government wants to get ban weapons, if they ever did, is because they're planning on doing something that we would shoot them for. That we would rise up and revolt against them. That's the only reason why they would ever ban weapons. But let's continue. <clears throat> let's talk about the uh, guns in, in Mexico. Unless the bearer has explicit authorization from the uh, Secretariat of National Defense, it is illegal and punishable by law to enter Mexican territory with any firearms, as well as to keep or carry any firearm on your person or vehicle at any time, anywhere in the country of Mexico. So Mexico has a very, just like China, just a very strict ban on weapons where only the military and police can carry weapons. Well, you know who else carries weapons? The cartel. Gangs. They don't care about Mexico's laws. See, that's the thing that they don't think about. Is, sure, you might get law-abiding citizens to, to go along with it. But perfect example in Mexico is criminals don't care. And they're going to keep their guns. And the corrupt police in Mexico aren't going to do anything about it, which we'll get to corrupt police in a bit when we talk about Black Lives Matter and how that ties into this. But let's just type in, go to Google, and type in mass shootings in Mexico. And boom, multiple articles across the border from uh from Texas uh, calls to action in Mexico after a mass shooting. Gunman in Mexico kills 11, including eight women, and massacre at two bars. Mexico bar shootings, 11 dead, including eight women, in an apparent gangland attack. And there's multiple other massacres from gangs and cartels that just kill, kill its own citizens because they can, because they don't care about the laws. 
So, okay, well, gun control doesn't work there. Gun control doesn't work in China. Uh, there's still violence. There's still mass stabbings. There's still mass shootings in Mexico, even though this, a law-abiding citizens don't have guns. So where else have there been gun control? Okay, here we go. Let's pick Australia. After a 1996 firearm massacre in Tasmania, in which 35 people died, Australian governments united to remove semi-automatic and pup-action shotguns and rifles from civilian possession as a key component of gun law reforms. Okay. And there's a study out to where, basically, since then, uh, there hasn't been, I think in the last 10 years, there hasn't been a single mass shooting. Oh, okay. Well, you know, hey, maybe if we do what Australia has done, maybe it works. Well, except that it doesn't. You still have stabbings and, and, and crime in Australia. And, and uh, oh, what, what else happened in Australia that was relevant these last couple of years? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, we, they have COVID camps. So the government and law enforcement turned against its own citizens. The government and law enforcement that were supposed to protect its citizens turn against them. And if you didn't do what you were told to do, you were forcibly put into labor camps, into what they call COVID camps. So let's, uh, let's have a few sound clips of that. Uh, one of where this uh, female is in one of these COVID camps and she's talking about it. And then another one, it's a four-minute clip of uh, the Prime Minister of New Zealand who's speaking at the Harvard graduation here in the United States, telling us that we need to get rid of our weapons because they got rid of theirs. And New Zealand was, this is the same prime minister in New Zealand who uh, did the same thing as what they did in Australia. And they, they had COVID camps and they arrested anybody who went against the government, a total dictatorship in, in, in New Zealand that she's running over there. So, um, she'll talk about that and how, how basically what they have in New Zealand, she wants that to happen here in the United States. See, uh, so we'll play those two sound clips and then, and then we'll come back and, and we'll continue on, uh, with this uh, discussion on, on gun control. feeling you feel like you're in prison you feel like you've done something wrong it's inhumane what they're doing like you, you are so small you they just overpower you and you're literally nothing it's like you do what we say or you're in trouble we'll lock you up for longer yeah they were even threatening me that if I was to do this again we will extend your time in here Hello and welcome to Unheard. I'm Freddie Sayers. Australia. Until recently, that country was most famous for its sunshine and relaxed attitude. Well, since the COVID pandemic hit, we've all got to know another side of Australia. With some of the longest and most stringent lockdowns and travel restrictions in the world, it's become a case study of what happens when a government will do anything to keep COVID numbers low. Their latest policy, is to build special camps, COVID internment camps, to which infected and suspected infected people are moved. 
The biggest of these camps is called Howard Springs. It houses up to 2,000 inmates, surrounded by tall fences and carefully policed against attempts to escape. It's been described as the gold standard of such camps and is being replicated across Australia. Joining us today on the line from Darwin in the Northern Territories. I'm used to walking into a room in New Zealand and knowing at least someone. It is one of the beautiful things about a small country like my own. And while this moment feels incredibly daunting to me right now, I do take comfort knowing there are around 30 New Zealanders studying here. <laughs> and statistically, at least one of them will be my cousin. Now, where I come from, we have a parliamentary representative democracy. Without giving you a litany of fun facts on New Zealand that you're unlikely to need again, here is the very brief version. We have a mixed member proportional system, which essentially means every vote counts. And it's ensured that our parliament better reflects our communities. Almost 50% of our parliament are women. Almost 20% are Māori, the indigenous people of New Zealand. And our deputy prime minister is a proud gay man and sits among several other rainbow parliamentarians. In the past 10 years, we have passed laws that include everything from the introduction of gay marriage and the banning of conversion therapy, right through to embedding a 1.5 degree climate change target into law, banning military style semi-automatics and assault rifles, decriminalization of abortion. On the 15th of March 2019, 51 people were killed in a terrorist attack on two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. The entire brutal act was live streamed on social media. The Royal Commission that followed found that the terrorist responsible was radicalised online. Now, in the aftermath of New Zealand's experience, we felt a sense of responsibility. We knew that we needed significant gun reform, and so that is what we did. But we also knew that if we wanted genuine solutions to the issue of violent extremism online, it would take government, civil society, and the tech companies to come together and change the landscape. And the result was the Christchurch call to action. And while much has changed as a result, important things haven't. 
The time has come for social media companies and other online providers to recognize their power and to act on it. That means... That means upholding their own basic terms of service. That means recognizing the role they play in constantly curating and shaping the online environments that we're in. That algorithmic processes make choices and decisions for us, what we see and where we are directed. And at best, that means that the user experience is personalized, but at worst, it means that user experience can be radicalized. Let's start with transparency and how algorithmic processes work and the outcomes they deliver. But let's finish with a shared approach to responsible algorithms because the time has come. Okay, welcome back. So let's continue by talking about Black Lives Matter. Back in 2020, many uh, unhappy minorities and white liberals were chanting uh, defund the police because they did not trust law enforcement to protect them and, and thought that police were corrupt and were murdering unarmed black men in the streets every day. Those same people now want to abolish the Second Amendment, allowing only the police, private security, and military to be armed. These people don't have a plan to get rid of the estimated 400 million guns in America. So it's funny because the, the, the same people who say, oh, defund the police now don't want the citizens to have guns. Well, so how is that going to work? Because you don't, there's, if you defund the police, like they what they want, okay, so you have no police, and now none of the citizens have guns. So who have guns besides our military and criminals? Don't see any fucking problem with that? Because they don't think... These people are mentally challenged. They don't think about any of this. It's purely, and I understand it, it's purely emotional. I get that. But at some point, you have to take a step back and think of realistic ways to solve this, this issue. And getting rid of guns is not, as, as I've proven with, with past examples here in this episode, it's not the problem. Like what we've seen in Mexico, Australia, and China is not the problem. The problem is society. What what made that dude, the black guy, sh shoot up the subway in New York about a month ago? Why did he feel that all white men were bad, and that 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 he needed to go shoot up white people? Why did some crazy fucking white guy? dressed in uh, fucking uh, his uh, military camos that, that go out and, and shoot up a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. Why did the, the, the Hispanic tranny 
decide to shoot his grandma and go and go barricade himself in a classroom and, and execute uh, 18 children and a teacher. It's not the gun. The gun didn't execute somebody. The gun just didn't take itself out of the case and and float into a into a classroom and execute everybody by itself. The gun is nothing. The gun is just an object. That guy could have easily have walked into that, stabbed his grandma to death. He could have easily have crashed his truck, same thing, ran into a classroom, barricaded himself in. He could have easily have stabbed the teacher to death and stabbed all those students to death. And what would we be saying if it was a knife? What would we be saying? Not a mass shooting. We'd be saying mass a massacre at Texas school, and we would be figuring out, trying to figure out what made him do it. Why did he do this? So, if it was because we wouldn't be blaming the knife, I could tell you that right now. Just like the guy last Christmas who, or last last December who the black guy uh, who again was mad at white people and who ran over all those people in a Christmas parade. With his truck. Did we blame the vehicle? No. We said what's wrong with this dude? Why did he do this? So why is it different. When a gun is involved. Why don't we ask the same questions. When a gun is involved. Because it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that they don't want you to have guns. They know society's sick, but they don't care about that. They don't want you to have any guns. Because once, look, look at what they're doing with the First Amendment, with free speech. Look at how they're trying to take away free speech and how they've done it on, on multiple occasions. Imagine what they could do if they knew. All the citizens in America did not have the means to protect themselves against people with weapons. It would be complete tyranny. We would be the China of the West. So to end the episode, let's just talk about a little bit of, of how if we were to if we were to go along with this, right? If we would, let's just say we don't defund the police, we arm the police, we give them more weapons, uh, give them more, uh, you know, policies and laws to to shield themselves uh, with to uh, quote protect the communities better, and because that's what you would have to do if you get rid of all the guns with citizens you'd have to give the police more power. You'd have to give the government more power to protect the, the communities, protect the citizens. So we do that. Okay. A law is uh, a bill is signed into law. And let's just say effective. What's today? Friday. Let's say that, uh, before next Friday, everyone has one week. So by next 
Friday at midnight. Effective then. Everyone needs to have their guns. Needs to have needs to give their guns. Rifles, shotguns, handguns, everything. You give up everything. Willingly. Okay? There's a lot, millions of Americans would do it. They wouldn't like it, but millions of Americans would do it. So, what what then? Because let's say I'm willingly, and I wouldn't be, would not give up my weapon. Um, but let's just say that I, that I would. Somebody would talk me into it, and I, I, I would go down to the local, uh, you know, whatever the precinct is and turn in my, my rifle, turn in my handgun. Okay. It's turned in. Now what, what do I get in return? Because I spent money on that rifle. I spent money on that hang. I spent money on the ammo. I spent money on, uh, on, on, on the, on a membership to a gun club. I spent money to go to the range and practice with those guns. I spent money on a concealed carry permit. Are you going to reimburse? Because I can't obviously use that anymore. Are you going to reimburse me for that? Reimburse me $120 for that? You're going to reimburse me the exact amount that I paid for that gun and all the ammo that I used at the at the at the range? I think you should. Because if not, then I just lost out on all that money. I just wasted all that money. So, okay, but let's let's continue. Let's assume that I get all the money that I want back, you know, and, and more. Let's just say they just tack on interest and they say, hey, let's just say we owe you three thousand, but you know what? Because you're you willingly you willingly followed the law and you gave up your weapon. We're going to double it. So uh, we're going to give you, you know, let's just say six grand. Here you go. Here's a check from the government for six grand. Okay, cool. I've got six grand burning a hole in my wallet, and but I'm unarmed. I'm, I'm, I'm unable to protect myself against somebody who is also armed. But hey, I I can count on the police though. I can count on the military to save me. Right? Okay. Well, I mean, maybe we'll find that out. But what happens if if I don't want to give up my weapon? What happens if I don't want to? I'm 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 a law-abiding citizen that's just deciding. You know what? No, I don't feel comfortable. I'm, I don't want to give this weapon up. How, how are you going to – are you going to go what? House to house? To forcibly and say, hey, we know you have a weapon or, or – I mean, how, that's another thing. How do you even know who has a weapon and how many weapons they have? You're going to have to go house to house and – forcibly enter these houses or wherever these places where people live 
to and, and, and ransack their place and detain people in their own house until they find weapons. Do you not think that that's going to cause a civil war? That that law enforcement or whoever shows at the door isn't going to have their head blown off. Now you're causing more death, needless death, because of the new law that, 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 that you've enacted, that, that you've created. So now blood is on your hands. But let's continue. Let's say you uh, imprisoned everybody you've either killed or you've imprisoned everybody, including criminals, uh, gangs, or whatever, uh, uh, whoever had guns. Okay. Well, now what? Well, now the same people who you didn't trust, <laughs> you didn't trust uh, because you think that they're killing unarmed black men every day, uh, and, and, and we all know the police departments are corrupt and that there are evil piece of shit officers out there who, who, who don't do their job right, who constantly make mistakes, uh, you know, who constantly, instead of taking out a taser, they pull out a gun accidentally and uh, they shoot you instead of tase you. There was one in Florida just a couple days ago where uh, a cop this guy pumping gas and he snuck up on him and tackled him. We don't know the backstory, but he tackled him at the, at, at the gas station, went to go tase him. And, uh, because he was pumping gas, it lit him, it lit him on fire. And now the dude is fighting for his life because he's basically bur nearly burned to death. So you want me to trust those people to protect me even though we know that every time you call 911 in an emergency situation uh it's at best five to ten minutes before they show up at best and then we saw with the texas shooter with the when, when the tranny went over and killed all the kids in the classroom when they showed up they stood around for 45 minutes and did nothing and you can sit there and say that, oh, the teachers, you know, uh, that, 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 or, or the cops that, that, that they're trained because um, it was, they thought it was a hostage situation or they wanted to get, I don't care about any of that. The point is, is that the guy was in there, he's already killed somebody and he's in there with children and they stood there for 40 minutes. And did nothing. Except just hunker down. So. And it took a board patrol agent. On his own. To run in there by himself. And kill the person. Do you want me to trust that? So everyone's saying that you want something needs to be done, hundred percent, but it's with society. Go protect. Go protect. Uh, go. Let's start with <coughs> putting. If we can afford to give Ukraine forty billion to protect its citizens, 
then why can't we spend that type of money to protect children here? If we can, if we can go for a Super Bowl and, and every single fucking sporting game, if we can spend millions of dollars on security and making sure that and, and terrorism and detect terrorism threats at, at, at fucking Super Bowls and shit, if we can do all of that for sporting events, but we can't put one or two armed guards at every single school. We can't hire a few more cops where every single precinct has a, uh, just like how we have retail crime units who just deal with shoplifters at retail, organized crime and retail. We, we can't do that specific thing for like a mass shooting um, a crime unit. We can't create that. And then specifically just have hire people just, and that's all they do is they just concentrate on scouring the web for potential mass shooters. And, and, and they go there, you know, and, and they just, they're posted at each, every single school, elementary, middle school, high school, colleges. We can't do that. But we can spend billions of dollars to protect people at a Super Bowl. We can spend billions of dollars to go to you, to, to invade Iraq, to invade Afghanistan for terrorism, to protect Ukraine. Hmm. We can spend billions of dollars to uh, to to fund crack pipes, so then uh, drug addicts can uh, you know can do their drugs under the supervision of the government. So then they don't. So then they don't to make sure they don't overdose. We can spend money on that, right? Oh, interesting. It's not about the gun. Never has been, never will be. What it is, just like with, with free speech and censorship, it's, you know, how it's, it's not about radicalization. It's not about uh, domestic terrorism. It's not about uh, hate, hate speech. It's none of that. It's not about misinformation. It's none of that. Same thing with First Amendment, same thing with Second Amendment. It's about them wanting to get rid of your freedom. Period. They hate the freedom that you have. And the people who don't even live in this country, who, like this guy uh, that on this fucking Batman account shit, he doesn't even live in the, in, live in the United States. People from New Zealand talking about what the United States should do. People from England talking about it's an American problem. If you don't live in the United States, shut the fuck up. I don't care if you work in the United States and live in Mexico. If you are not a citizen in the United States and actively live in the United States, shut the fuck up. 
you don't get it. Just like I don't get a say in what they do in Australia or New Zealand or England or Mexico. You don't get a say or an opinion on what the fuck we do on how we handle things in the United States. Thanks for listening and tuning in to this episode involving gun control. Uh, you can, as always, you can continue to follow me on Instagram, uh, podcast underscore RBFTT. Uh, there, you, as I said before, you can find all the updates, um, other content, merchandise, everything on the Instagram. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it, guys. Um, And, yeah, look out for another episode coming in the next uh, week or two. Thanks.